Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast. With me, Russell Guyver, and him, Peter Marsh. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ. In person? Oh, my God, no. We're back with our trusty pints of Hepcat in our trusty pub, the Gladstone. And it's been a while. It has been a while. Last time we were here with the Champions League final, they've been filming a film in here since we were last here, um, to come out next year. Sadly, we went off the roll. Yeah, I know, exactly. I thought we just beaten to it by by Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, you know. It's so close. <laughs> I know, it's shocking, shocking disgrace. And we are here to discuss two, two things, actually. We're doing two podcasts. The first one is a review of Fulham, which started with some audio from last night, which you'll be hearing in a moment, followed by our follow-up thoughts and comments on the game a day later as we sit here drinking p- pints. It's a bit of a tough world, isn't it? I don't know how I'm going to cope. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I've... I've suffered through so much and <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Uh, we'll be doing in another podcast recording tonight we'll be doing our transfer summary albeit that we are recording this on Wednesday the 31st and we have one more day to go. Hopefully a busy day for Albion. Yeah, hopefully a busy day we so, might. We might. May well sign three players and loan them out. Exactly. Might have to append some information tomorrow. Unfortunately we couldn't meet tomorrow. That would have been the ideal thing. But you know how these things are. So anyway, part one then is uh, the audio from yesterday where I was at the game. Uh, Peter, you watched on TV didn't you? But I was at Craven Cottage to see our first defeat of the season and it was our first game in the new away kit, which I do like, but I might like it a little bit less since we didn't win in it. Hopefully we'll turn that around next time. Anyway, here's the audio to start with from last night. Well, Russell, what I just said to you was, if we were to lose, I'm still happy with the start, so I don't feel very much pressure tonight. Yeah, hardly any changes. Apparently, apparently, we have a one change, don't we, Chiefs? Uh, Mwepu, Mwepu in for Welbeck, yeah. So I think yeah. Trossard will sit up there. Um, I don't think we want to overdo Welbeck's body, even though he's hent now and he's been... He's overdone his body, isn't he? I think he's... Um, <laughs> we're, we're just still hearing on the side of caution. He's on the bench, so he's fit. But I think it's fair enough. Let's not um, you know, out, uh, overdo him too early. But um, but yeah, yeah, I think Veltman's fit, so um, that's that's good as well. And, yep. uh, yeah, see how we go. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Shibo, Shibo. 
my West Stand upper buddy, who's here for the Fulham away game, where we are full of beans, full of beer as well actually, funny enough, ciders and God knows what else. Uh, I went for 2-2 pre-match, I've had a few beers, we're probably talking 3-1 win now, uh, by the time we get to the ground it'll probably be a 5-0 win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 0-0. 0-0? I'm going to go 0-0, yeah, I'm going yeah. to go a bit, yeah, bit, bit random, I'm going to go 0-0. Well, joking aside, joking aside, I'm going to stick my 2-2. However, we've had a great day, we've been in the craft beer company in Hammersmith, walking up to the ground now. Good company, and you got a discount on the takeaway, so just giving them a free pub. That's what's there. Yeah, we got we got walking to the ground beers, walking to the ground beers. In the meantime, there was a bit of a connection between us, wasn't there? You asked me where where I was going. I told you. You said your mate Luke, who you know from school, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, was meeting a seagulls down under guy who's over in the UK. I thought it might be my mate George. Who's been on the podcast a few times? It is him. <laughs> it's a small world, but when I saw Hammersmith uh, Craft Ale Pub, I thought that that'll be a mate of Russell's. And sure enough, it took me 30 seconds to find out it was the same guy. <laughs> We're so predictable, aren't we? We're nothing if not predictable. Yeah. So we go. We go into this game with more or less an unchanged team. We're just gonna gotta play the way we normally do, haven't we? I think so. I think um, Fulham have looked good. Credit to them. Yeah. We've just got to keep um, keep doing what we do, really. I mean, I think it'll be tougher today in terms of West Ham, Old Trafford. You've got a bit of uh, fans aren't so on top of you. Perhaps yeah. a slightly bigger pitch. I don't know. I just, I just always feel like games like um, Scumhurst and. Fulham the, 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 the crowd are a bit more on top of you and the pitch is small and it makes it a bit harder for us to play our game um, which is why I'm perhaps not as confident tonight but um, as I say even if we lose yep. we start to bring ten, 10 points and um, we're a quarter of the way there to the first target aren't we yeah exactly and the news today well, we were talking with Emilio our Fulham fan on the last podcast which we recorded last night and we put out last night that is Monday um he was not a fan of Scott Parker, their former manager, and today, and since the last podcast went out, we've discovered Scott Parker's been sacked after no less than, or no more four, than, four, four games, four. three four, of which yeah. were Arsenal, Man yeah. City and Liverpool, yeah. and they won the other one against yes, Villa. Correct. Was that the most ridiculously early, harsh and knee-jerk sacky of all time. Absolutely, I think we could, we could all, all right, 9-0 was a bit bit much, wasn't it? But we could all go Liverpool and get beat 4-5, um, any, any team can, really, to be yeah. honest with you, and Man City, and um, I think there's more to it than that. I think if you if you read the statement, yeah. Behind the, uh, the Bournemouth owners say something about respect in the, you know, both ways and stuff like that. I think um, Parker just upset the... Uh, the ego of the chairman, by the sounds of it. Um, I know there's joint owners there, but... Um, well, he's, yeah, he's an oligarch, isn't he? Let's not forget that. The guy putting the money behind the scenes is an oligarch. He's going to have his his ego checked by that comment and maybe doesn't like it. However, it looks ridiculous, doesn't it? it yeah, looks... I feel sorry for it. And to be fair to Scotty Parker, he's always come across, you know, England international, always come across as a really nice guy, never come across as a... You know, egotistical as some of these um, managers do, and, and full yeah. of himself. Never heard of him in the news um, doing anything bellendry. Uh, yeah. He comes across as a good guy, a nice bloke, well mannered. Yeah, I can, understand why, I can understand why Fulham fans would like it, but at the same time, yeah. um, you know, there was Norwich fans didn't like Chris Hutton, who's like yeah. probably the nicest guy in football uh, alongside Grant yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, it's on, um, it's on a par, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of them. But, one of them that's. The thing is, I can't believe 
he was why why did he have white lines on his jacket I can only assume he fell asleep he got drunk and fell asleep when the guy was relining the pitch because he's got white lines on his coat it was a bold move Russ I have to give him that um, <laughs> so, I mean the, the biggest travesty of course about Scott Parker losing his job is that nobody could do any more Scott Parker dry your eyes by the street smash ups uh, on YouTube which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen um, so and that's why I'm most annoyed about it because I used to love Scott's um, Scott's verses in the place of Mike Skinner and, and a little chorus coming but um, now let's hope Scott gets another job and we can uh, we can mash up some streets and Parker stuff uh, soon <laughs> also friend of Zoe Allen said uh, the one upside for Scott Parker is when he signs for a new club whoever it may be he can say that uh, the headline might be Parker pens a new deal. Ah, oh. and, and Scott, that'll be right at the forefront of Scotty's mind tonight. <laughs> or be, Scotty will be thinking there, there's a, there's a chance there for the, Scotty for the Parker, Parker pen. Yeah, the Parker pen jibe. The Parker pen line is close, <laughs> and that that is what Scott will be holding on to tonight after he's lost his job. The only other thing I'm thinking is Harry Harry Randolph going Scotty Parker, Scotty Parker. Yeah, very oh, Scotty yeah. Parker. He's a very very very. Uh, it's, it's easier to pronounce it like a London accent. It's Scotty Parker. But, um, but, but yeah, um, you know, he will be missed by the Premier League because he's seen decent enough bloke and he, uh, yeah, gave a bit of style to the, to the touchline. Uh, whether you like it or not, he's, uh, he's afraid to do it, wasn't he? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'll do the same, add a bit of style. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> right, onwards and upwards. We're getting on with this, uh, this journey. And I'm landing in my drink, so I'm going to have a bit more. Sheeps, talk to you later. Peace out. looking good isn't it so far lively the orange kit looks lovely well I don't know, orange fluorescent neon something first time isn't it in, nice. the, in the new kit ain't going missing in that kit well my my Fulham mate thought they might win today what's your view they might win <laughs> I don't think they will but they might we also we also have I think the wags right next to us. There's loads of disproportionately pretty Brighton away fans, if that's what they are. Feel very out of place. <laughs> well, I've, I'm at home with it, to be honest. Uh. <laughs> you smooth talker. We pulled a goal back, Charlie, from the penalty spot with our friend 
from the end of the rows boyfriend <laughs> Alexis McAllister uh, in the away end yeah his other half's in here with us uh, very near isn't he <laughs> great penalty load of substitutions the latest of which you can probably hear is Lamptey yeah. and here he is, is. are we going to score are we going to equalise we're 2-1 down there is definitely another goal in this game all in the second half. The game's still in play. Wide on the left side. Mitoma. Ah, oh, okay. All the action's been second half, isn't it? Yes. Makes up for the drab first half. Bit of a crazy first 20 minutes. Let's do it. We're 2-1 down. We've got, uh, well, a quarter of the game to go. Actually, more than that. Yeah. We've got about uh, 25 minutes. Are we going to get either a draw or even a win in this game? What do you think? Uh, fancy us to get a draw. I went for 2-2, pretty much. That's a good call right now. support has been phenomenal today. So very good. So Des loud. Deserves so loud. an equaliser at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. And Fulham on the attack now as well. Number seven. Wide out on the left. He's cutting inside. Oh. Nine was good. Just too high. Ambitious. Yes. Right. Okay, we've got 25 to go. Technically, it's in their hands, isn't it? Yes. At the moment. Yeah. But up and down, up and down. If we get the next try, slide. Lanty's looked better this season, I think. What do you think? Yeah. Today's been the best so far in five minutes already. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. He's got a bit more about him. He looks like he can create more. Yes. Cause more problems. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, I can feel that now being equalised are coming on. So can I. Mitsumar again, Mitsumar again! Mitsumar, Mitsumar! Oh, lovely, lovely. Nice, Rose wins it. Beautiful. Nice, Chossard, Chossard! Oh, save. Beautiful. Mitsumar, who was that, Chossard? Mitsumar, Grace and Chossard. Good play. Beautiful, amazing. I love him, I love him. Stand up. Oi! Oi! 
George Whitworth from you coming towards what are we now in the last 20 minutes or so are we in um, reality we're going gun ho at it right now but uh, it's good to see but I'd rather we calm it down so that we don't concede a third here because we're just leaving the door open every time on the counter yeah. completely open isn't it a bit more composure and score the goal yeah. properly rather than just leaving ourselves so exposed if we do it's lose completely it completely open but here we go Lamptey down the way here we go Oh, about half a yard in Come front on. of Welbeck there. Quick, quickly take a throw in. Yeah. Two, three, four players have had it already. All inside the Fulham half. We're coming every, on the attack. Every player bar Sanchez camped in the Fulham half there. Silver desperately trying to get his Fulham players to get out of their half. Of hands, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A lot of get forward motioning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting game now. There's 20 minutes to go, probably about 73rd minute. So about 20 minutes. It's going to be the old cliche, very end to end now, as we leave yeah. gaps open, looking for the equaliser. And this is a game I think we're likely to lose now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, I like this now because every every player is now in our half and Fulham aren't just sitting deep on this and that's probably what we want if we could just hold on and not concede again cure a crossover at least they're, at least they're coming out of their half and showing a bit of ambition yeah with the pace we've got that gives us chances to get in behind as Mistema wins the ball here and that spreads it out wide to the right hand side it's just, this yeah. is based on the fact that they're winning 2-1 already yes they're still coming at us they are still coming out and we want that space really to exploit it yeah. might benefit us exactly yeah and here very, very end to end here. And we, we've won a throw. Uh, two thirds of the way inside the Fulham half. I see Welbeck scoring in a second. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Out to the right wing, to the right wing. Go on, Lampers. Oh, yeah. Lampers. Absolutely Great skinned him. Skinned him. Yeah. Oh, Mitrovic just bullied Mitrovic off the ball there. Yeah. But we won it back. They tried to have a breakaway. But we're on the we're on the ball again. Here we go, just inside the Fulham half. Elvin! Elvin! Lovely touch from Mitterma. I love him. I love him. He's a great player. He's going to be so good for us. Down the right wing, Lamptey. Oh. Tried to play in for Gross. Yeah. Run out of play for a goal kick. Undav, when he came on there, gave McAllister a little note, which he's been looking at for about oh, the last 10 seconds. This is going to be one of those uh, at players. Too good, too bad moments. McAllister's still looking at his note. Aha! Aha! 
Castellos has walked past the away end on the way back over to the dugout. Coming out by the nearest means under the new rules. That was great because it afforded the luxury of reception. <laughs> milking. Milking the applause. Absolutely great play. Here's Lamptey. He's been one. He nearly beat two. He nearly beat two. Great play, but was stuck on his own and couldn't really do it. We won the next ball. We're on the attack. Here we go down the left side now. Switch the play back to Lamptey. Amazing long ball. Brilliant control from Lamptey. Beautiful. Inside the box. Out for a throw in. Beautiful bit of play there. Cross hard to score, that's what I think here. Push on. Ooh. Everyone's going, oh. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say on the halfway line, isn't it? Yeah, sure. That's I understand. Yeah. Callister's playing so deep and Duncan Webster playing so wide. Yeah. He's almost like a third centre-back, McAllister. Right, deep-line playmaker, right in the middle. Right between Webster and Dunk. Yeah. Controlling the play. It's a remit, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, or everything's going through him. We can ask his girlfriend about it, right? Oh. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> and I feel like you will. <laughs> She's on the end of our row, in case I haven't already yes. <laughs> Anyway, we're on the attack. Here we go. And it's the man himself. Nice, nice. Mitoma, come on. Wide, wide, this side. That's it, that's it. Take him on, Terry! How's that a throw to them? It was. They took a knock as well. And for Mitrovic! And for Mitrovic as well! He stopped the play! That's a booking! It's got to be a booking! Can you not do two at once? Is that allowed or something? They did it to Martin Elliott all at once. Yeah, exactly. He's kicked it into the cottage. Into the cottage. So we've got six and a half minutes plus stoppages. We're on the attack again, which has been the way of most of this half, I'd say. I'd say about 40%, uh, sorry, 60% at least. Yeah. We've defended pretty well there. Yeah. We've managed to get to within about five, six yards of their box pretty easily, but not yeah. really any further. Yeah. But at least McAllister's just buried his penalty. He has. Yeah. He didn't give that as offside. He was miles offside. Yeah. VAR would have given it, so I'm glad we got the. Yeah, if he scored, it would have been overruled. Yeah. We basically hit the post, and the yeah. rebound was offside, wasn't it? Was that right? The original was In. offside. Original. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Ah. Oh. Oh. Crossed into the box, Webster the wide. The shot was miles offside from under. And the Lido didn't give it. And then Welbeck's deflected follow-up hit the post and went behind for a corner. 
Yeah. But if it had gone in, it would have been offside on VAR because he was so far off. And uh, and on the on, on the other side of things, hit the post, very close. Yeah. The ball came back in. Webster headed it wide, and we've now got a goal kick, which has taken a million hours over. Yeah. We're in the 89th minute. Got to be at least six, probably seven minutes. It's got to be six minutes. Yeah. Especially with another sub now. And I went for two-two pre-match. Yeah. I'm adamant. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll find out in a moment. We will. Or in about six or seven Six or seven, yes. Well, we, we were in the craft beer company post-match in Hammersmith. We've lost 2-1 to Fulham. First defeat of the season. First defeat in London for about ten years or something like that. Um, probably should have been a draw, in my opinion. However, however, disappointing performance, wasn't it, Alistair? Yeah, it was a shame. We just... Those first 60 minutes... Potter obviously tried something different and uh, we were just I was just chatting to some of the other guys if was that because um, Welbeck was just injured or tired so therefore he had to change it purely because of that or was it a response to Fulham and how Fulham set themselves up uh, if it's because Welbeck's tired and we don't have anyone else then you've got to say well why do we let Mope go <coughs> but yeah so um, but it did look it, it really changed around the second half of that second half in the last quarter of the game we looked a lot different admittedly they were they were sitting back hoping to hang on to their 2-1 win uh, which they did yeah. and, there, and there was some appalling time wasting uh, I've never seen ball boys automatically throw on a third ball in the way that they did <laughs> every time that there was a throw in there was two or three extra balls on the pitch they should get fined for that shouldn't they <laughs> well I was thinking they should get fined for that it was almost like uh, you know when they do spoofs of American soccer takeovers and they have multi-ball incidences yeah, and like a multi-ball sort of extra time sort of challenge it was like that at some points so yeah that was obviously just deliberate and I think um, Wedgie was next to me he was timing the six minutes of added on time we think the ball was probably in play for about 80 seconds of that six minutes uh, so they did a very good job at locking down and uh, like it's, it's sportsmanship isn't it you know you, you two went up you want to hang on to that lead but I mean fair play to Fulham they you know they, they did the job on us that they needed to uh, admittedly we scored two of, the, two of the three goals tonight which was a shame on Lewis uh, it was a cracking penalty from Ali Mack and, it, and from what we heard coming in on the text it was definitely a penalty as well so um, yeah. so we got that deservedly but I think the main story is is a bit of a rubbish referee really he just he looked a bit out of his depth seemed to lose, lose control of the game uh, and um, even though it didn't really we don't think it really affected the result of the game it probably we probably would have lost anyway uh, there were times where it just felt a little bit as though uh, it was like school was out and summer was uh, like in the air. It was his first ever game, don't we? In the Premier League. Apparently, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but someone said that. So yeah, but um, but yeah, we got to lose at some point, uh, and maybe uh, hopefully that's kick up the backside that we need. Hope, um, and we've got until Thursday maybe to sign another striker. So apparently Tony Bloom was there tonight. So uh, hopefully he was watching with both his eyes. Uh, he's an astute man. He won't be messed around. But at the same time, we do need someone. Uh, because we're 
we, we need to be able to pull on someone. If Welbeck can't play four games in eight, is it eight or nine days? We, we've had a really busy season. Uh, I mean, you can see, admittedly, Forest Green Rovers was a completely different squad that we fielded, which was that was encouraging. But it's a very different calibre of team we were playing. But uh, yeah, there's there's some work to be done, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And I'm sure Potter would say that too. There was uh, also in the in well, I don't know where Tony Bloom was, but uh, also in the crowd today was some of the wags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to protect her from you, didn't I? <laughs> I? I did say it's okay. He does have a wife. She's very nice, um, but but yeah, we, you, you were pitching, weren't you, to try and get her on the podcast? I, I was indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah. We won't say whose whose wife this was or yeah. girlfriend, yeah. but she seemed delighted with the penalty thing converted. She did, yeah, she did, <laughs> and I did encourage her and say that it was a great penalty at the end. So, well, we'll, we'll we just have to wait and see what happens and and if the details that you were given, you know, if that works. So obviously, it's got to work out for them as well. Well, she she was lovely and charming actually, and uh, yeah. she she was definitely the wag and she was lovely. And yeah. well, she's I'm, I'm spitting night off, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there seemed to be a few wags in the crowd. There was a yeah. big crowd in general. I thought the support was superb. Our, our, our vocal support was absolutely top notch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hardly heard Fulham even at two nil. Um, they, they started getting a bit more noisy towards the end as the cane got a little bit tasty, I suppose. And that, like, there's a few things going either way. Oh, it's easy then, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy then. But we sang. Oh yeah. Well, usual Brighton fans, very loyal and. Uh, yeah, a couple of new songs as well that I haven't heard. This is my first game of the season, travelling down from Manchester to Fulham today. Having missed Man United, the home match, which oh, I, it, it oh. was noted on the podcast that yeah. my absence was um, was registered. <laughs> Where were you anyway? I was, at, I, I, I was in the backside of Wales on I holiday. I drove four hours in each direction and I was expecting you to be there. I even parked on your bloody driveway and knocked on your door. <laughs> and you weren't bloody there. <laughs> That's absolutely right. No, we were we were in the in deepest darkest Wales, um, yeah. but but yeah, there we go. If, if I could have been at the Man United home, I would have. But well, yeah. we we were in heaven because we were at the Man U game and we got that fantastic win. We started the season as we meant to keep going. We've had our first defeat of the season, ten out of fifteen now. Uh, but we're still we're still in the top half. We're still yeah. marching on. Leicester at home on Sunday. Uh, I'll be there, um, yeah. and um, I'll we be. Get a reaction to that, don't we? Yeah, and could this be our nine nil now? You know, our stinging repost, <laughs> Liverpool style. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. Any kind of result would do, uh, in, in in a winning format that is. But yeah. until next time, I will sign off there, and I will pass this over to tomorrow's podcast, where I will be in the pub, the Gladstone in Borough, with Peter. Cheers, everyone. Saddleful. Cheers, Russ. Up the Albion. That sounded sound so unenthusiastic. Up the Albion. So there we go then. That was the audio from yesterday there at the game, uh, pre, during and post match. Um, a few, few bits there really to pick up on. First of all, with the referee, I mean, Admittedly, Alistair there at the end was saying it didn't affect the outcome, but he was just a bit irritated with him. It was his debut, his first ever Premier League game. I didn't catch his name actually. We'll look Bramble, up. I think. His oh, name Bramble, was. that was it. Yeah, like Bramble Lane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it would um, be funny if he married someone called Lane. And, uh... <laughs>
<laughs> and isolated it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think he got some bits a little bit wrong. Maybe I thought it wasn't too bad as a debut. Really, it wasn't the main issue. Perhaps he could have addressed some of the time wasting a bit more because there was there was, as Alistair said, about eighty seconds of play in the last six minutes, which I think was. Uh, but a lot of that was down to our incompetence to get out from the back as well. So it was. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, I mean, we won't dwell on that really. That's just to cover that point uh, first. In terms of the game itself, then, um, as I said, you were watching it on TV. I have seen it back, actually, the game, um, so I've seen the TV coverage as well. Um, yes, I'm glutton for punishment. Um, but your, your take on it from having watched it on the box? Extremely disappointing, I think, given how well we played the first two away games. Hmm. It was such a big step down, and I don't know, obviously, partly Welbeck, I think also partly Lalana as well. We missed his, yeah. his, his quality on the ball in midfield. No one really turned up that... Potter got it badly wrong, I think, mm. um, and we'll have a discussion around transfers in the in the in the next next pod. But I, yeah, I mean, if if anyone seriously is watching that and telling me that we don't need another striker, if he doesn't trust Undav, then I don't know what you've been watching. It was it was so blatantly obvious. The Trossard false nine thing worked really well at Liverpool as a one-off game. Yeah, but I think that's really bad in a way because it's persuaded Potter that it's still usable and it's not. It mm. doesn't work well unless. It's worked well once out of about five or six games. I think any other yeah. game it's worked. Mm. And he, it's just not, it doesn't suit him as a role. And it, mm. it just, yeah, we, we just did, looked a bit lost, I thought, a lot of the time. Should have changed at half time. By the time he did change it, we were already behind. And then, yeah. already pretty much straight we away, straight away. should behind. mention, I don't think I mentioned on the, uh, on the, on the match day bit, um, that, um, it was pretty much an unchanged team. We'd already got Estupinian yeah. was in for, uh, Lalana, obviously, from the previous game. He, he retained his space. Welbeck sat out, as we understand it, as a rest option, so that he would... Although well, I read somewhere that he wasn't fully recovered, I think, was the, the way you put it. So, oh, okay. suggesting that so he needs a bit more time to recover fitness-wise, right, you know, kind okay. of... Yeah. So, so I mean, he was out and, and Wapu came in. So that was the, that, that was the only other change, um, from the starting lineup. But yeah, we effectively started false nine. There's not an out and out yeah. striker, which tells you one of two things. Either he had a particular thinking for this game, some sort of strategy, which I couldn't really work out what that might be, which he thought might eke an advantage for unexpected selection and tactics or something. I don't know. Or the more likely thing is that he just simply didn't trust enough uh, the other striker yeah, options that we have yeah. more pace gone so we're talking Undav and we're talking Ferguson well I think Ferguson there's no way he's going to start him but yeah. he's 17 but, or 18 mm-hmm. where he is now but yeah I think it, it suggests that he doesn't trust Undav yeah. or that he isn't, isn't suited to the role that Welbeck plays it may be okay as a supporting striker but not necessarily yeah. and that is worrying as we stand a day before transfer window deadline hmm. where the point where we don't have another alternative up there and we know Welbeck's you know what happens if we don't sign a striker tomorrow and then Welbeck goes, it gets injured for two months against Leicester it happened last year he got injured at Palace and we didn't win again for ten games after that it, it, you know it's yeah. I know yeah and people are yeah, there are people around who are uh, you know ticking their head in the sand and saying trust the club and that sort of thing but it just doesn't really uh, it's, I do trust the club but I think if they chose not to sign a striker tomorrow by mm. tomorrow then they're wrong and mm. It's, it's down to who's available, who we can get yeah. over the line. We don't know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. Obviously. Well, we've had all summer for that, though. We must have known Mope wasn't yeah. happy, and that. Yeah, and I mean, it might be a sensible move, as we said on the last pod, to um, to let him go because if he's not going to be happy, yeah. and if he was to be disruptive, which may or may not be the case. 
that's going to be um, that's going to be uh, a problem for us. Yeah. And however, we do need to get a replacement. We, we missed him last night. He would have been a better option mm, uh, than what we did. I yeah. think. I think the only well, there's a there are a couple of bright sides from last night. One is that McAllister does seem to have sorted our penalty problem out. We seem we seem yeah. to have touched wood, sorted that out. The other thing is, despite all, all of the comments about the confidence about Fulham, they only really beat us with two very lucky goals. I mean, the first one, the guy clearly shot, and then yeah. it went across goal and went straight to, to Mitrovic. Yeah. And then the second one was partly of our doing because the Stupion gave it away, yeah. and partly then you know really, Dunk was really unlucky with that. Hmm. So I mean, in a way, we beat ourselves rather than you know, or we were uh, and being undone by luck rather than Fulham really out. You know, yeah. for all they they played well, they didn't really create that much. Mm. Uh, generally, they they didn't. Sanchez didn't really make a, a big save. Mm. The only two, the two goals were, as after the penalty, you could argue nil nil would have been a fair result last night, despite the fact that Fulham got a lot more compliments than we did overall. Mm. I think a nil nil would have been fair enough. No penalty, no own goal, no, yeah. and the guy had shot and gone wide like he should, like he should have done. And I want to hit the post and have. Um, well, he's well, that was, yeah, it was two, no way. two to three. The best thing off. he could have done was put yeah. the corner there because somehow the linesman missed it. I mean, and that must be one of the worst decisions yeah. I've ever seen. And of course this is the anomaly with it uh, because it wasn't identified at the time if it had been a goal it would have been disallowed through far but because it wasn't a goal they can't yeah. change the decision it's not a crucial uh, match changer yet it could have been in its own yeah. way because if we'd scored from the corner and well, I was we, a Fulham fan well, we, I would have been feeling we have discussed like corners and the idea that yeah that you mm. But I mean, that wasn't yeah. the say. That wasn't in the VAR thing. To be fair, that, the referee, the linesman, got it wrong anyway. Yeah, he either got it wrong without oh, VAR. As how well. the hell did he get it wrong? I don't know. It, it was wasn't so one obvious. of those time things where it looks like he's no. Uh, he's run a little bit early. He, just stood well. he, was in, he was already standing off. Yeah, quite what he was doing there. I don't know. Right, I mean, yeah. what was the point of him being there? I don't yeah. understand. It's it's not that difficult to see that. No. And, he seemed that and also, it wasn't like a really really quick break. He should have been in line with. Yeah. Even if he wasn't quite in line, he should have seen that was yeah. outside. I mean, I've, I've run the line just temporarily in Sunday football, and those those scenarios are easy to see. They aren't they aren't as difficult. Yeah, as long as you're in the position, and he was. There's, there's nothing yeah. more to say on that, really. But anyway, it, yes, I would have been really pissed off about the Fulham fan yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think in the end, Webster headed wide, didn't he? So yeah, that's right. Right. The commentator said um, to, to probably the best interest that didn't go in, as it would have saved from World War Three happening. Well, I don't think so at Fulham, <laughs> frankly. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're rather, rather sedate for that. Aren't they? Yeah. If it had been Ellen Road or something like that, then. Uh, Mm. Might have been more interesting. True. Millwall. We, we sounded amazingly loud. I, I mentioned it at the, at the ground on the day, but having listened back, it sounded really loud. Because well, they didn't really make any noise, did they? I mean, they. No, not really. They sat on their hands and kind of are very quiet. I mean, people suggest the Amex is quiet, but Fulham has always been. Yeah. What about the quietest ground around? Yeah. Only Watford, I think, are also very quiet normally. Oh, I don't know. I think Watford's not too bad. Anyway. anyway. So Watford, whether that you should have stayed in the library was the was, was point, <laughs> I think. There's a reason be. for that. It might be. And the Emirates, obviously. Obviously, well. goes without saying, <laughs> and we've got, of course, going back there quite soon. Um, yeah, so anyway, further, further thoughts from the, the game. I mean, um, we, I think the first half, we, it was quite passive, wasn't it, really? I don't think we were awful in comparison with Fulham. I think they, it was pretty even. I we couldn't say. string passes together, I thought, first half. We, yeah. We struggled to really kind of, and they did as well, they gave it away. Yeah. Especially once we, we, we matched them in formation yeah. and we needed a team really. Because they looked quite adventurous early on, but didn't yeah. really create anything and, too. And then we changed formation and they, mm. we kind of like stifled each other really, didn't we? We didn't really. Yeah, yeah. There's one attack where the Stupinian got a slight touch on it before Dunk cleared it. Yeah. I didn't notice he got that touch, yeah. which actually may, uh, helped contribute to clearing that. That was 
just one what threat averted. What worried me slightly was that with, without Welbeck, we reverted back to type and we went mm. back to what we've been a lot of the time, which is mm. playing in front of teams and not really having a plan B or C. Yeah. This year it's been one of the things I've really been impressed with. And I, you know, I kind of, anyone listens to the pod, I've been quite open about the fact that I've never been a fully on board with Potter yeah. because I don't think he's had a plan B. Mm. And But without. The worry is without Welbeck as the option, mm. we don't have the, the plan B or C the last night that we really have had all season. We've had the, the quick breaks and we've had the quick ball up to Welbeck. Well, last night we didn't really offer that. We just played it back and forth along the back line again. Well, I do think he adapts tactics a lot. I think he does within games as well. And he did go to a back four. You could see that in sort of yeah. doing the thing, the gesture. But I think what you're talking about is in terms of the attack. Right? Yeah, in yeah. a way, in yeah. a way, the, yeah, it doesn't matter what formation you play. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you break away and then stop and go backwards and go backwards again and so other other yeah. way to break but without, without Welbeck we had yeah. we were very one dimensional by the time Welbeck came on they were sitting mm. so deep yeah. and that's the thing the subs were quite late as well for, they should have come on at half time at least one or two of them I yeah. think we should have gone for Welbeck at half time if, I mean surely if he can do it in a half hour he can do 45 minutes yeah. by the time he and especially the pace of Mitoma and Zampti was completely nullified by their sitting basically edge of their, edge of their penalty area weren't they bought for them for them by then weren't they yeah they barely exactly. left so I mean the, their pace was pretty much although I thought actually both of them showed especially Matoma showed some good touches and looked quite lively yeah agrees and um, I, I agree with you I think I, would, would it not have been maybe better for Welbeck to have started I know we, we're talking about him having not not got recovered properly but then he did play anyway so what's the difference an hour earlier starting the game yeah. or an hour and a quarter earlier whatever it is um, yeah so I, I, I would have rather we would have done that um and then maybe we can make the difference get ahead and if we get ahead yeah. we do alright because looking at stats um, I've got this caption I got from it was actually uh, before the Man United game that when I think it was um, 13 games where we'd scored first last season um, we had won 10 and we had drew only 3 mm. we lost none so if we get ahead we tend to be alright to which stay which is the ahead. exact opposite of the stat it was the year before wasn't it but the season before we, we were the team that gave up the most points having taken the lead but we took the lead a lot more yeah. we scored first I think a lot of our, a lot of our games but then gave up the lead a lot of those yeah. whereas the, last season we took the lead a lot fewer times mm. but we then, do struggle this is where the problem is and it's all about the plan B yeah. for attack when we do go behind, we don't tend to come back into yeah. it other than getting equalisers. We very and rarely... And even then, that was when we were more pace with us. Burnley away last year is about the only one I can think of. An obvious yeah. one where we, oh, West Ham are home, of course, but then they yeah. got a bit knackered, I think. <laughs> they were a bit. Yeah. yeah, true. But there is a, there, the point is, there isn't many. Yeah. And that's where we have issues. Because when teams sit further back, we, don't, further we back, do yeah. struggle to break so, them down. So a low, a low block or low press, um, particularly anyone yeah. at home outside of the big sides or, or yeah. someone like Leeds that just go for it before, most of the home before anyone starts accusing me of like kind of, and before say I'm not suggesting we find Mitrovic because obviously he's going to be well out of our price range especially in the moment but someone like him will make such a difference to this yeah. team yeah Mitrovic in our team yeah. last night we would have had that out yeah. but a similar option someone yeah. who can bully defenders someone who mm. can you know it's the one time really I've seen in the Premier League mm. Dunk look really uncomfortable against yeah. He does seem to struggle a little bit more with them, doesn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know why. What, what's, the, what's the details? But he, um, yeah, he does. He, he does somehow. He's a thug, Mitrovic, but he's an effective thug, and, mm. and that's one that seems to be. One, I think one of the reasons we were talking on the, the last part about yeah. Fulham and with with um, <laughs> thug, yeah. a bit harsh. Well, he is. I mean, he, he is a pretty much a thug. He kind of died. Yeah, he's he's a thug, but also goes down easily as well. He's, he's, 
very physical, wasn't he? Yeah. He was very but physical. also goes down, and like yesterday, we're trying to get the referee to book half our team every time we got fouled and stuff. Yeah. But he, he was effective, and he, and the difference between the team that Scott Parker had last time and the different yeah. team to yesterday was that, that, yeah, he seems to be able to get the best out of, um, Marco Silva seems to be able to get the best out of, yeah. of Mitrovic, and so far, anyway. Yeah, Amino said to me on the last podcast, yeah. Fulham, Fulham fan um, was saying, um, you know, that he wasn't utilised properly by Scott yeah. Parker, and although the squad probably is better this time than last time, last time squad, he could have survived with different tactics, yeah. and not using Mitrovic for his best. At one point, they were level with us pretty much at one point, weren't they? With like 10, yeah. 10 15 games to go, and in the end, yeah. we finished about 10 points clear of them. Yeah. It seemed crazy to me that they weren't playing him. I assume yeah. then he must have an injury niggle or something like that, but obviously not. It was just a tactical thing, and it uh, didn't work out well for them. But one thing I was really impressed with with him as well, apart from his effectiveness in attack, how much hard work he was doing yeah. in the last half an hour defensively. The amount of times he was chasing people yeah. down, especially on our attacking left, their defensive right side, I thought phenomenal. His work rate was great. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, and he seemed to have really kind of harnessed him. And he's, the, I mean, he obviously is a better player than two years ago when he came up because he scored forty goals last season, and you don't do that without being a a very very good player as compared to before I really got 25 or something like that so he got 15 more goals as they went up so yeah. he obviously is a good player but well, I, I was impressed by their solidity as well because Marco Silva in his previous roles hadn't necessarily been a very de- good at defence but yeah yesterday they looked yeah. I mean I, I wasn't that impressed with them generally they weren't yeah. they weren't amazing they got go, go carried away organised hard yeah. working and they got Mitrovic and, and yeah. Pereira who looked useful as well who yeah. kind of looked good which player. is exactly what Emilio was saying you know yeah. those are the key players and Probably, if anyone deserved to win, despite the fact XG said that we deserve to win, I think probably they were a better team yeah. just about. But a, and a draw probably would have, wouldn't they couldn't neither team could have complained about a draw. But we made mistakes. But in yeah. you know, a stupid norm should not have given the ball away at that point. No, that was foolish, wasn't it? And unfortunately, that is a thing he's got to iron out of his game. Yeah. He's just settling in, but you know, we'll, we'll give him some um, grace on that one. Oh but, yeah, completely. But, yeah, yeah, it's one of them. You get, he'll get more time on that sort of thing in, in the league, right? whereas now he's got to. Except in the Premier League, there are a lot of teams with quite hard press that will be on him yeah. straight away, and you know you've got to be a bit more, you know, react a bit quicker. Yeah. Similar thing happened, you know, when he walked away with it on Saturday. He was quite lucky to get away with the one where where, where um, Sinistiera was it was his yeah. name is missed on the far post, and he had to rush back and poke it across goals. So oh. He, he, was, uh, he, he beat his really man and was like just admiring the fact he beat yeah. his man and then the guy came up and nicked it yeah. from behind on him and these are result changing mistakes because yeah. um, well, that, that, that would have been the last yeah. night was uh, so, was, uh, assuming everything else pa- played out the same way that it did yeah yeah. so there, there are plenty of issues there but you know when we set up badly it's not often Graham Potter gets it completely wrong with the no. set up but I think he did last night and um, yeah. the, the worry is though if, and I, I, I get him rest him well there the worry is that he doesn't trust Undav yeah, and feels he has yeah, got those rest well, right, when you want, but that's what we should do. That's yeah. what the squad's for. But as you said, if that squad doesn't have that depth, they that, need to get that, that one in the next day in a bit. Yeah, whatever anyone else wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Ben Brereton Diaz is he a name that comes back into the equation here? Well, they seem to be linked with a Bologna player today. I don't know, yeah. um, Barrow. Anyway, we can yeah. talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But he might be good running the lines. He can go wider. He could he could be a centerpiece player as well. But you need a bit of, a bit. Is, is Brereton Diaz that tall? I don't know. It's like. Um, not you especially, need, but yeah. do, does he need to be tall? Well, Welbeck's at least six foot. He's not. Yeah, uh, I think. I think Burris Diaz is probably about. I would guess he's about five eleven, something like that. Looking at him. Yeah. Are you looking at him now? Not at him, literally standing <laughs> here. Next to him. Yeah, he's over here. It's like, kind of, <laughs> come on, sign for us. <laughs> he's literally here. Oh, and Paul Barber's just popped in as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an exclusive. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, yeah, there's definitely work to be done in the transfer window, and we'll talk about that later on. But a couple of other no- notable points from yesterday. First of all, actually, we talked about the nine-game unbeaten run, which is our longest, which we managed yeah. to achieve by getting that win against Leeds. Um, is a record, but it is now over. There is also now 132 days unbeaten, which they kept quoting on BT Sport, uh, has come to an end because, of course, we had a good end to last season, good start to this season, and a summertime in between. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment. And also, of course, it's our first defeat in London since the beginning of last, well, since the, the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's literally the Arsenal yeah. away, wasn't it, that last game was the yeah, yeah. defeat. So a hell of a run there, pretty good, still a, still a good record, regardless of what happened last night. But um, a bit of a disappointment to, to lose that record there, I think. Um, they did make a big deal on BT Sport about never beating Fulham in the top flight, but I think we had, did only play them twice before in the top flight in the recent era. I don't know if we played them in 79 no. to 83, but it's not exactly like a big thing. No. It's not like the West Ham Brighton thing, for example. Yeah, and we'd, only, and we'd only lost once before last night. Yeah, mm, true. But I always enjoyed going there, nice ground. Um, it's yeah, it's sad to miss it, but yeah. Good atmosphere. Uh, great, great pub as well that we went to. Um, went to a pub? Yeah, I know. It seems shocking, doesn't it? I, I enjoyed uh, a, a few bottles of beer at home, and including an Albion ale, which was they, nice. which they sent, I was sent for a wedding present from work uh, oh, from right. Harvey's, which yeah. I added to one tap. And also, I finished off the night with a uh, Boris Johnson IPA from uh, Brewdog, <laughs> which is their new beer, which got delivered yesterday. IPA, I love it. It's superb. <laughs> uh, so you say you finished the night off it sounds like you had a few beers there a couple of beers two or three yeah. oh dear me never mind <laughs> started to like drown my sorrows a little bit um, I think I think I think I went, no one's overreacting from last night if we'd lost anyway but I don't know issue. my worry the worry is that without Welbeck we look so back to our old ways sort of thing and yeah. you know kind of yeah, I, if it had been a genuine off night and the world had been up there, I think I'd probably been less worried. But it's because we we look so one dimensional again without Welbeck mm. that his fitness. I, I know there's a general view is that his fitness has been sorted and he's. But you're, if you're relying so much on one player, even if they if it doesn't come back as a recurrence of what they've had before, it could easily just be the kind of like you know, you know, someone could fly in on him and break his leg tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we still we still have to yeah. account for that. It's, you can't have if we're relying on that yeah. that player yeah. so much, and if Potter doesn't trust Undad, then the club really need to get someone in yeah. by by the end of, by, yeah. by tomorrow evening. And yeah. if they don't, then we're relying we're, we're hanging on us by a thread. You know, I'm not saying we're going to go down because mm. you know we're already close. To, we've got to have half the points that we need by January already. You know, to technically to stay up, probably more than half. So I don't think we necessarily will go down, but it'll just mean a real missed opportunity to to actually have a season again where we're mid-table and stuff and, and we've got you just thought that there must be and I know that the long the Holy Bloom has owed a lot of money but we've made 70 million this summer mm. yeah we should be putting some into that more on that later of course two more questions for you from me regarding last night um, man of the match I'm kind of I'm on the balance of it I'll probably you'd probably look at the thing well probably McAllister was yeah out. I think McAllister I'm tempted to say Mitoma he was Mitoma sorry he was on for 30 minutes or 35 minutes I think in the end I thought he was outstanding yeah. he was really good everything he did every touch every movement jinking past knocking the ball past players he was making space he was getting he was making room yeah. for himself and others everything it, it, stuff was happening as soon as he was on which begs the question should we have started him did he do did he do enough can anyone ever do enough in you know without scoring goals that is 
in the 30, 35 minute period to justify being man of the match or do we go with McAllister? No, I think McAllister probably gets it. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I could have told, could have told um, his message. <laughs> okay. well, I, 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 well, I, I, can, I agree with you. I think if we're going to play that system where I don't think we should, but if we are going to play a false nine, I think we should have our pacey players on. Mm. And Matoma is one of our quicker players. Yeah. So it relies on getting around the back of teams and that sort of mm. thing. I would have played Matoma from the start in hindsight. Yeah. I understand why you People you, are saying, oh, he's going to need time to settle in. I, I don't think he does. Yeah. He looks fine to so me. There were some comments yeah. about his, he, was, he didn't look great at Forest Green, but then both all the subsequent I've seen of him, he's looked really lively. And exactly. Newcastle, he was he brilliant. He was outstanding at Newcastle. Yeah. He was outstanding at Grove and Cottage. You know, there's only so much one person yeah. could do. Forest Green, he's playing with people he wasn't so so yeah. sure of. Well, hasn't played with so much. And I still thought he was okay. It wasn't as if he was bad. Um, so I, I would start him against Leicester because I think they who for well assuming you bring Welbeck back in who do you bring him in well yeah well it depends on well yeah assuming Welbeck's available and fully fit I would probably start with Welbeck maybe swap out Trossard to have him as an impact in this game maybe I think it's important at I think you start Matthew presumably because he didn't look fully he didn't look fully fit I don't think necessarily no, that's right yeah unless you unless someone needs so, so you bring well back back in for Wepu I think yeah. and then unless you rested solely and put Trost that's an interesting one isn't it and that's like yeah. I, hmm. you could do you could, could do that I, I, w- I would stick I, with Trossard personally but yeah. consider maybe Matoma Maybe more away, someone like Bournemouth like that, more yeah. away, because I think he, his pace will become more useful when yeah. we're away from home. I do think we need to get him involved a bit more sooner. I know he is getting some time, but I, I want to see him get a start yeah. properly now. I, well, I, really I wonder whether Bournemouth, where they have to set yeah. a bit more further forward, yeah. Yeah. they have to attack us more. They'll regard, like Fulham, what are we talking about with um, yeah. Emilio Fulham, regarded us yeah. as a, a winnable one. Bournemouth yeah. will do the same as their, you know, kind of their new manager, whoever he is. It shouldn't be. It <laughs> should be thinking of any deals winnable. To be honest, I think they look they look pretty poor at the moment. Although our know, record against it's not, not, it's not that great. Yeah, thank goodness Eddie Howe's not there anymore. However, we we did allude to it very briefly on the on the match day special part of the of this podcast. Um, and I mentioned just after we recorded with Emilio that Scott Parker got sacked. Um, four games in, he won the only game that they were favourite. Well, not favourites, but they would consider a winnable game. The other three were against what Arsenal, Man City, City and Liverpool. And he got sacked pretty harsh going. Media doesn't rate him. Maybe in the long term it might be the, the right decision. The suggestion is that he pretty harsh. they didn't like what he said after Liverpool from exactly. Away. That's what it so, I mean, to. yeah, I can't believe that it'll be down to the, the results. I think that three points from those three those four yeah. games was on paper probably a, you know average if not yeah. if not even slightly better than average beating Villa as well after the money yeah. they've spent. Yeah. I think probably that yeah you've got to look at you know he he basically said the squad wasn't good enough yeah. after. After Liverpool, and they obviously don't want to spend that much money. Mm. Bournemouth, I think, are probably largely paying for the money they spent in getting up, and also then staying yeah. up in the Premier League originally. Yeah. They've gone to like kind of like be a bit more sensible. They've, their ground is ridiculously small, and mm. yeah. And just switch it back. The other, the other question about Fulham, switch it back. Talking about Emilio, uh, he was um, he was saying that he was confident he could win. I think he did say two one, didn't he? If I remember mm. rightly. So. Impressive there, but annoyingly he got that right. <laughs> However, Trey made score that penalty. <laughs> yeah, he seemed quite confident. Uh, I think that their chances of definitely being a better outfit this year. He obviously heard our team sheet. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean in general for their season. I yeah. think he, I think they'll survive. I think they'll, be, think I think they'll, they'll survive. Do, I think they'll do enough. I think they yeah. look solid enough. What Fulham's major yeah. problem over the years has been their defence, yeah. and mm. they they looked a lot more solid last night. They, you know, the way they held on for half an hour effectively when we had. I think it was one stat for five minutes we had 92% possession or yeah, something like that and, right, they, yeah. and we didn't really 
create what I would call a, given the fact that Undead would have been offside mm. we didn't yeah. really create what I would call a really good chance no, no. Um, no I agree with you I think they'll be alright um, I look at the other teams around I think and that, and that was the thing from last night as as really the results. only great chance we have of that penalty other yeah. than that we didn't yeah. people were frustrated March missing last night for the header I don't think no, that's that was it was one he did really want to get to and, he, and the defender was kind of in the way of him heading the way it he was he attacked it really aggressively yeah. as the commentary said and they're right and you know it was if he's heading it towards goal and hit the fender I think probably yeah. I'd like to know what the XG was on that probably not that high well, well XG was like 1.8 1. 1. was like that ridiculous mm. like, it, yeah. was, it was like really high but then a penalty I suppose yeah. is quite high on its own if they, if they keep getting if they can keep playing the way they're doing I think and Mitrovic right. keeps the big thing is Mitrovic because if Mitrovic had <laughs> yeah. an injury you wonder where they're you know and they're obviously playing on landing on one of like two or three players in the next few well they missed out on Justin Clive but through that his work permit yeah. I think or something mm. today apparently they're getting William, William right? not Will I Am Will I Am yeah Will, Willem or Will I can't remember anyway more on that later but, but they, 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 they yeah they, their problem would be if one or two there's one or two key players Pereira potentially Mitrovic yeah. Leno if, yeah. they, if they stay fit yeah. then the, the good thing is the results uh, not there's much in it, but there's, the results went our way as far as it, as far as it went. Teams that we needed not to win didn't I mean, win. It's so I know it's early on, but it's nice to stay in that top four, isn't it? Knowing that the games tonight, as we're recording this, are unfolding. Doesn't matter what happens, we'll still be in the top four come the weekend or the beginning yeah. of the weekend, anyway. Yeah. And just the extra footnote, of course, we were saying, we've been saying on our WhatsApp group a few times today. We were equally dreadful at Palace last year, and yeah. it's forgotten largely in, in the yeah. uh, euphoria of that last minute equaliser. But the one chance we had to go top last year around was about at the same Palace. time of the year as well yeah. in London. Yeah, exactly. we, we were and, dreadful. And Costa got it completely wrong there. Played Grosch and Trelawney in midfield together. Yeah, it was. It, uh, yeah, that was the, that was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah, the Grosch thing was. Yeah, because was, yeah, was yeah. injured and there was other stuff going on, and yeah. so he played Grosch and Trelawney together, and, it, and he got it completely wrong, mm. and all of that was forgotten in the euphoria of the. And did he get it wrong because he's trying to juggle things which aren't quite as uh, as, as um, convenient in terms of squad depth options? Oh, I th- yeah, I, completely, and I, I think I, I don't think he'd have done what he did last night mm. without. I wonder even if it was a little bit of a kind of like, if it was possible capable of like a little bit of a like kind of a sign to the board. <laughs> if he starts Undav to the board, think well maybe there's two got yeah. two strikers enough. Mm. If, if he doesn't start Undav, it's like well I'm not happy with him. Maybe you need to get a striker in. Well, I'm thing. sure he would deny it completely. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Of course, of course, but. Could he be? Could, could people do that? I think they have done in the past. Well, they? yeah, maybe not people like Potter. So <laughs> I think it's unlikely. But yeah, yeah. One, one final thing for me on on Undab, um, Potter may not be that confident in him. That might be the reason he didn't start him. But let's look at it. He, he, he didn't look that great in the earlier stages against Forest Green. Yeah, he banged away his chance, but he got it. This game, yes, he was offside, but he had a very clever little attempted finish. Uh, to chip the goalkeeper at short notice um, hit the post very close to being uh, 100% record from his two chances two proper chances he's had in those two games he's played in if you don't count the very late substitutions in, in you know matches like um, Man U you know he, he is still knowing where the net is that is worth something isn't it even what? if he can't do the Welbeck stuff or whatever I think that's that's pretty the main point it may not be it's not good enough it's, or or maybe but it may also be that he's just not that type of player yeah. he's going to run the line and test defenders he's not that quick but when hmm. he's the kind of second strike you put on or you start with if you want to really push for a game and kind of like you yeah. have in the area to score isn't going to work that hard isn't going to like chase after everyone and that sort of thing and harass yeah. but if he gets a chance in the box it sounds like he's yeah. very good at that yeah. and 
Well, congratulations to Amelia and everyone at Fulham. They yeah. enjoyed their day. And I, I'd be very happy if Fulham does not on our expense if Fulham stayed up because yeah. they're a really good away day and, yeah, exactly. and they're, I like they're, them as a club. They're so. a club and we can get Amelia yeah. back on as well, of course, which would be great. Um, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they've got a result against us. I think we're pretty good away from home. Yeah. That's not going to happen too often. Hopefully yeah. this season. So that might be one edge they've got on yeah. the rest of their. Um, not many, rivals. not many teams will go to Craven Cottage and win this season. Actually, I think mm. it's a tough place to go in terms yes. of. Like, I can add that to my list. I want to twenty-two now already. Mm. We're really going some. This but they've already they've, gone, they've yeah. got seven points from Liverpool, Brentford, yeah. and us. That's so. pretty good going, isn't it? Yeah. Brentford were coming into it in form, as Emilio said. Liverpool obviously is a yeah. brilliant result, even though they've had other bad results since. The fact of the matter is, that's always a great result, and, and they, they will rely on that form yeah. because I don't. I'm not convinced they'll get a lot away. Yeah. Probably and get three points of the MX after that, but they're not convinced yeah. they'll get loads <laughs> away. No, and you know we don't tend to lose in London yeah. or away in general. Away, though. I think, yeah. yeah. So that is a good result as well. It's not big enough up. It's just based on yeah. recent facts. So and apparently celebrated like that as well, didn't they? From they were they were quite happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty. Celebratory. Well, oh yeah, and actually, that, I noticed um, it might be something to do with the change of arrangements where the um, the stand is because the bottom tier of the stand, which is a smaller bit, is occupied. The, the vastly bigger upper tier of the new stand isn't. Is it something to do with that? I don't know. But when we came out at half time to use the loo, go for drinks or whatever people were doing. We're mixing with Fulham fans. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah, I'm not no sure issue, but it used to be the neutral. I'm not sure they can shut it off. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So I think, it, I think it's well, from what I read somewhere. It's going to be back to neutral end. I think for next year. But yeah, yeah. So it's really annoying. So the one year it wasn't by the neutral end. <laughs> I, it's the one I didn't get a ticket because I thought it was going to be away, and then wasn't away. So they could have gone. Could have gone in that capacity. Yeah. yeah. And but I would I would have got a ticket in neutral because it was never exactly full. Is that going to be an issue? When they play Chelsea or someone with a reputation like Leeds. I don't know. It seemed seemed a bit mm. odd. But absolutely no problem. Maybe they'll put like a holding they'll put like a border or there's some blokes across the middle I'll just say it's not safe for them to have any Leeds fans at the game that's insensible yeah yeah. you'd say that probably judging by the attitude of the weekend then that's probably an obvious way of doing it yes indeed yes I'm sure we can look forward to their company another time soon hopefully they'll go down we We can get a live pod from Leeds and we'll interview them (laughs) Okay, well that concludes our first podcast recording at the Gladstone Um, disappointing result obviously but well, we go again. Ten points out of fifteen, yeah. still not bad. And we've got less of which I know it's not. It's not done until it's done. But there's a golden opportunity. They had a four start, so yeah. Yeah, they've had a four start. We're going to do a preview actually with uh, our Leicester side guy, buddy. Um, hopefully, we'll get a little, a little bit of info from him as well in, in our next podcast. Um, but let's hope we can keep we can bounce back. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So, Peter, that rounds it off. So, do you want to do you want to do the honours? Stand or fall. Half the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.